Hello and welcome in everyone to the Eric the Red podcast. I, as always, am your host, Eric Beck, although today I am also very happy that I waited until Vikings minicamp to start laying out the Daniil Hunter saga. So I've been trying to figure out how best to go about this because Vikings fans, I think, already know about the news that came out today being Monday the 14th. So we will get to that, but let's start off with the Daniil Hager Daniil Hunter saga, that is. More of a tongue twister than I thought it would be. And let's go back to the beginning, which uh, we will define as being Vikings training camp last season. So last season, at some point during Vikings training camp, it started to become, reporters, I guess, were becoming aware that Daniil Hunter was not practicing. And what they were told is that he had a minor tweak. And it seemed like the Vikings were playing it off as though they were expecting Daniil Hunter to come back. And part of why it seemed like they were thinking that is because the Vikings during training camp, or at least within that period between training camp and the start of the season, signed another defensive end, Yannick Ngakwe. And it seemed like they were planning on pairing Ngakwe with Daniil Hunter going into the season. But slowly, as we got closer and closer to the start of the season, we became more and more aware that the Daniil Hunter injury was more than just a tweak. And what was revealed was that Daniil Hunter actually had a neck injury that ended up requiring season-ending surgery. So it turned out that Ngakwe did not end up being paired with Daniil Hunter. And even though he only played six games for the Vikings last season, ended up leading the Vikings in sacks. So it is fair to say that having Daniil Hunter not on the field for the Vikings last year was incredibly detrimental to their defensive success. So, with that in mind, the goal became, or the view, I guess, the hope for the future became that Daniil Hunter would be able to make a full recovery and be able to come back in the 2021 season. However... During sometime in the middle towards the end of October, if I'm remembering correctly, a couple of reporters gave a little bit of fire to the fact that Daniil Hunter and his camp may actually be looking for a contract extension or some sort of a raise. Because as many Vikings fans know, Daniil Hunter has signed a very team-friendly deal or what is seen to be a very team-friendly deal that maybe does not actually pay him what he is worth in comparison to other edge rushers in the NFL. So, news came out then, but sort of was quieter, more on the fringes of the consciousness of the awareness of people in the NFL and Vikings fans. And we were told sort of in large part not to worry about it. Well, as we got to the uh, the off season, this as the season the last season ended, we got to this off season. It started to become more and more clear that maybe Daniel Hunter actually was serious about trying to get more money going into this season and going into the future. Now there are a whole bunch of different reasons why this makes sense for Daniel Hunter. As previously mentioned, he is underpaid in comparison to other edge rushers, especially for how good he is. But then also, if you are coming off of that neck injury and you do not know whether for sure you will be able to perform either at the same level or to the same sort of a length of career that you were expecting, it makes sense to try and get as much money as possible coming out of this just to sort of maximize whatever value is coming out of your career in the NFL. From the team's perspective, however, Daniil Hunter did not have a whole lot of leverage, at least it seems like, because 
One, he signed his deal and had something like three years left on that deal. And two, he was coming off of a neck injury and did not perform at all last season to where we could see or where the team could see where he is at on a performance standpoint. And just seeing the workouts that he has been doing via social media things down in Arizona, it's hard to know where Daniil Hunter actually is at. This is compounded by the fact that Daniil Hunter did not show up for organized team activities. Now, these were voluntary off-season workouts with the Vikings up here in Minnesota, and he did not. it was not required for him to be here. He did forfeit a $100,000 roster bonus had he attended those, so that was sort of the deal there. The final step here, where we were going to see where, how far Daniil Hunter or the Vikings were willing to go was coming up into minicamp, which is mandatory and starts tomorrow as we're recording on the 15th. So the question was going to be, does Daniil Hunter sit out and try to push the Vikings, force the Vikings to reconsider, reconstruct, uh, re-sign him, however you want to think of it, with a new contract that paid him more money? So what ended up happening, and what we are all very thankful for, I think, is that today it was announced, as previously mentioned in previous attempts to try and get this podcast started, maybe not yet so far here, is that this morning it was reported that Daniil Hunter was planning on showing up to Vikings minicamp starting tomorrow. And then what came out this afternoon is that the Vikings had restructured his deal. So it's hard without knowing sort of how the cap works. It's hard for me to understand at this point what how the contract works as such. Because what I have seen is that he is getting more money. He is getting a certain amount of money guaranteed right now. But the Vikings are also freeing up more cap space for this season. So what it maybe seems like is they're figuring out a way to give him more money now then push that in cap money further into his contract. And then next season, it sounds like on the fifth day of the new league year next year, sometime in the middle of March, the Vikings would have a $20 million roster bonus that will kick in at that point to be given to Daniil Hunter. So they will be able to decide leading up to that point whether Daniil Hunter still is the player that we saw him to be in the first part of his career and whether they want to hang on to him or attempt to trade him or to just straight up cut him or to extend him even further at that point. So there are a whole bunch of different things that have the possibility of occurring next season, but everything is that is uh, in focus right now, I guess we could say, is this season right now. And what we know for this season right now is that for what we know at this moment, Daniil Hunter will be playing for the Vikings next season. Now, with that said, that means that as of right now, every piece that could be in place is now in place. This was sort of the last domino to fall in terms of all of the major moves that have or could have been made up to this point for the Vikings. So the Vikings, as we've already discussed in previous episodes of this podcast, have done a lot of different things on the defensive side of the ball to try and improve a very horrendous defense that we saw from last season. And one of those things that was sort of naturally going to happen and now actually is happening was Daniil Hunter returning from injury and anchoring that defensive line. Now, there still remains a question on the other side of the defensive line. 
Daniil Hunter plays on the left side of the line. The right side is still a question mark right now. At the moment, there are people who have sort of been either career backups, have had the chance to start, and have not shown that they are necessarily consistent starting caliber NFL defensive linemen, or you have some younger players who may be able to rise to the occasion and fill in that role. We also know that the Vikings made attempts to sign starting defensive ends for that position as their first moves in free agency when free agency opened back in March. They were unable to do so. Both of those players, the two who were the main targets for the Vikings, ended up signing elsewhere. And so the Vikings ended up instead signing another defensive tackle. So now, for all intents, we know three out of four defensive line positions who will be playing those positions going into this season. Now, with what we know in terms of the contract situation and in terms of the cap situation for the Vikings, the Vikings appear to have roughly $15 million with which to try to bring more free agents in if they desire. Or they could potentially work out other contract deals for other players on this team who are set to have extensions come into play uh, or are running out of their contracts after this season. So let's talk about a couple of those things. There is a sort of buzz right now that Sheldon Richardson, who formerly played for the Vikings for a year at defensive tackle, may be interested in coming back to the Vikings, and there may be a deal in the works to bring him to the Vikings, and that we could be hearing news on that soon. Part of the issue with bringing in Sheldon Richardson, for one, I always think it's interesting to have a player leave and come back, especially when it's not someone like Mackenzie Alexander, who spent a bunch of time here and then left to try and test the waters and then found out that maybe his best situation was in Minnesota. Sheldon Richardson is a player who was just here for a year and then who left and now could potentially be coming back to Minnesota, but with the same regime in charge. Now, there may be a different defensive coordinator at this point, but it's still Mike Zimmer at head coach, and there are still a number of different position coaches in that defense who are still the same who would have been here a number of years ago when Sheldon Richardson was here. On top of that, we know that the Vikings have two defensive tackles who are signed right now in Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce, who are starting the season as your starters, but who are probably not consistently three down linemen. They will probably not be playing three downs in a row on first, second, and third down. So you're either looking at bringing Sheldon Richardson or someone else, potentially Geno Atkins is another name that has been brought up, bringing someone in like that to try and sort of fill in on that third down role or something of that nature, which for Sheldon Richardson maybe does not make the most sense for him because he is more used to being sort of the guy in his role on the defensive line. So you would be asking Sheldon Richardson to come in and play a lesser role than he has played in the past. Now, for someone like Geno Atkins, who is getting a little bit older now, I believe he's either 32 or 33, that would maybe make a little more sense for someone of that nature who has been at a very high level in the NFL in the past. Maybe we can ask him to take fewer snaps, and that makes a little more sense for him. For someone like Sheldon Richardson, it will be interesting to see if he does end up coming back to Minnesota, whether he does take fewer snaps, or whether there is some sort of a rotation that comes into play with those two starters and with Sheldon Richardson and with any other people, which attempts to get them sort of to maximize the number of snaps that they're all able to play. 
That is a question mark that we do not have an answer to yet because Sheldon Richardson doesn't play for the Vikings yet, and it has yet to be seen whether he will again or not. So that is the defensive line sort of in a nutshell. There is also the question about with the with the question mark at the right side of the defensive line, is there a potential now for the Vikings to sign another veteran player to come in now that the Vikings have more money to play with now at this point? And the question is who is available, who you would still maybe want to bring in. Beyond that, we talked about the uh, potential for people signing extensions. There are two players in particular who make sense right now to look for extensions, and that is on the offensive side of the ball, Brian O'Neill, who has played right tackle for the Vikings since he was a rookie and has continued to be a solid right tackle. And then on the defensive side of the ball, we have Harrison Smith, who I guess does not have any guaranteed money for this season. And this, I believe, is the last year of his contract. So the question now for those two is, is an extension offered to those players before we get into the season? And how long will those extensions be? What sort of money will go into those extensions for someone like Harrison Smith? Do we look to guarantee money for him this season? And any of those questions, those are all sort of viable possibilities about what may be coming up for the Vikings here in the very near future. My expectation is that at least one and probably both of those players will be getting extensions and you should expect to see those happen before the season starts. As happened with Dalvin Cook last season, we saw him get an extension very late into the game, basically the week before or within that week of the first game of the season. So I would expect something like that to happen again. Maybe we don't hear something until then, but I would expect at least one of those players to be signed. If you do not sign one of those players, I think it would be very hard to convince them to come back, I guess. And I think it would be harder with O'Neal, as I'm thinking of this off the top of my head. It would be harder if you don't sign Brian O'Neal before the season starts to go to him after the season has ended and try to bring him some sort of contract extension because he is a player who is just coming off of his rookie deal and is going to be looking to maximize his value if he is not expecting to come back to the Vikings. That is not to say that he would not look to maximize his value here. That is just to say the Vikings, I think, are in a better position to try and offer a deal now than waiting until after the season to do so. With the Harrison Smith situation, Harrison Smith has been here for like a decade now, so if you're looking for someone who is maybe looking to just stay in the same place that he has been, that would be more of the Harrison Smith, I would expect, than the Brian O'Neill situation. So you could maybe look, if you are unable to figure out a deal before the season starts, Harrison Smith might be a player who you would be able to go to after the season and potentially sign him to an extension at that point. Whether any of that happens or not remains to be seen. We will continue to monitor those situations. But for right now, we are just very happy, very pleased, very excited to have Daniil Hunter back and to finally be able to point to Green Bay and say, what the heck is going on with you without feeling any sort of baggage whatsoever with our contract situations? So that is a very happy thing. It is so nice to be able to look at Green Bay and just look at smoke pouring out of Green Bay and be like, thank you freaking goodness that is not happening here this time because it has happened here too many times, way too many times in my lifetime, probably in the entire existence of the Minnesota Vikings. 
So, with all of those things said, I suppose we'll go ahead and end this episode here. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm glad I was able to get this camera to work. I was having some camera issues before we started off here. But thank you for watching. Those of you on YouTube, thank you for listening on your podcast players. As always, you can find us on YouTube, on Apple, Spotify for your podcast players. Find us on Twitter. I guess it's just say me. It's just me. Find me on Twitter, Eric the Red Pod at Eric the Red Pod. And thank you for all of the things, doing all the things, following the things, listening to the things. And thank you for, as I try to figure out, I have to just figure out how to end these things. I've done so many podcasts at this point. Not so many, but enough that I should know how to end them. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. My name is Eric Bick. Wow. Names. My name is Eric Beck. We've had a couple of issues trying to get this thing started, and now we're having a disaster trying to land this plane. But as always, I am still Eric Beck, and this has been the Eric the Red Podcast. Goodness freaking gracious.